Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Congressman Alan Lowenthal, as we begin our 23rd anniversary season. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan, for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're here. This is the first show of our 23rd anniversary season. We're very honored to have as our guest for the entire show, our United States Congressman from the 47th Congressional District, the Honorable Alan Lowenthal. Welcome, Congressman. It's a pleasure to be back with you, Art. Give us a, an update from Washington. Well, I, we're just completing the, uh, the last month of the 113th Congress, and so that means that uh, it began two years ago. Bills that were first introduced two years ago have to be completed by the end of September. Uh, what, what can I tell you? That it's been a uh, an amazing experience for me. Sometimes been frustrating because hasn't gotten as much done as I would have liked to. But on the other hand, I serve on foreign affairs and I can tell you that every day I say thank goodness for the United States military, for the people that protect our country, uh, and uh, thank goodness for the United States. Uh, we are put in a very difficult situation throughout the world. Or in one hand, uh, we really are peacekeeping people, peace-loving people. We're not people that are aggressive and want to determine the lives and how other people lead their lives. Uh, and it's not our inclination to get involved in other countries. Uh, yet, when people are oppressed, there's the one country they call upon, and that's the United States, to, to protect them. And so we're placed in positions sometimes that are very, very difficult. And we've seen over the last 10 years what has happened because of that. There's been uh, some criticism of the president, as you well know, for not being uh, uh, more robust in, in the use of force in, in some of these areas. Right. And uh, some people feel that he has a sense of disengagement from some of these activities, and particularly evidenced by the vacation he started to take for two weeks playing golf in Cape Cod while things were kind of going out of control. Could you could you just you deal with the president? You're closer at least than well, we well, are here. I, well, I I think that there is uh, uh, one should dif I differentiate between one's personality style, how one approaches issues, and really what the person does ends up doing. Uh, I think the president is the leader of the free world, and I think he has been the leader of the free world. He is trying to say what role can the United States play in... Uh, I mean, that's true of every president of the United States in post-World War II. Isn't that amazing? The president amazing? of the United States that is, is true. the leader and, of and the free whether, world. And I've realized it's very easy to blame past presidents for some of the things that we've done, but they are in very, very difficult situations. There is no winning for the president of the United States. He either does, people complain he does too much or too little, but I will tell you that the entire Middle East would have disintegrated if it had not been for the United States. And really? Now that's, 
it that's is quite there, a there, there, now. It, that is because the United States right now with ISIS as we're going to see uh, with the with the horrible is an is an existential threat it, to ISIS, the world ISIS is more than an existential threat ISIS is one of the most horrible exhibits of of of, of inhumanity of 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 of, of treating people uh, uh, cruelly and horribly. And we need to stand up and, and ultimately rub these people out. But we cannot, we are not in a position because of this is also part of a larger internal civil wars that are going on and religious wars. Uh, we, while we cannot allow fundamentalists and radical fundamentalism to kill people and dominate people, we also cannot involve ourselves as we've seen what happens on the ground militarily. And so there's that fine balance. And that's what the president is doing now, is trying to find where that balance is. Would you admit that maybe he was a little bit on the, uh, late on the uptake in, in identifying and articulating this threat and, and reacting to it? Well, you know, when President Bush went in without kind of knowing an end game, people said, why did you go in without first understanding to, to, to Iraq. Iraq. Why did you go into Iraq without having an endgame? You acted too quickly. And then this president said, I'm not going to do anything until I understand. So somewhere in the middle, you're saying there is uh, a sweet spot. I will just tell you, it is a very, very complex situation. Uh, thank goodness the uh, uh, all those minorities in the Middle East, whether you're Kurd, whether you're Jewish, whether you're Christian, uh, whether you're uh, 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 moderate Sunni, uh, the only moderate Shiite, moderate Shiite, the only the only nation that at least puts their neck out on is the United States. And sometimes we may make mistakes. Well, we've certainly made our share of them in the, in the Middle East. And yes. of course, we're heir to the British division That's of right. uh, that area into countries that with boundaries that don't really reflect the tribal nature of the region. That's right. And, and divisions and religious differences that go back hundreds, if not thousands of years. Let's turn to Congress for a second. Uh, uh, you were elected two years ago, and I asked you then, why do you want to go to Congress? Congress is dysfunctional. And you explained dryly, Art, I'm a psychologist. I thrive on dysfunction. You haven't been disappointed, have you? No, I seek out dysfunctionality, <laughs> and so one of the places I go to is Washington, D.C. Yes, it, it, is, it is a difficult environment. Uh, uh, I, I think that Without overstating it, uh, uh, whenever we have had in the past uh, uh, divided government, it, we, we have these kinds of challenges. This is not new, and we will get through this. And at one point, the nation will decide which direction it wants to go. And it's as I've talked to you- It's taking a long on, time to make that well, decision. Well, in part, as I talked to you before, uh, on the last show that I was on, this past year, we talked about my bill, which is uh, to let the people draw the lines. And part of the dysfunctionality is not because there are not good people on each side of the aisle, is because we have created congressional districts that are so gerrymandered that the people do not who who win those seats do not I'm feel they have. I'm into that, and and, and, and I'm working on that. And in fairness, and in compliment to our guest, when he was a state 
assembly person, he led the fight for redistricting reform that ultimately was successful. I remember you couldn't even get a second for that right. bill when you introduced it. You don't win friends and influence people by advocating redistricting reform. Alan did it and ultimately prevailed. And I'm doing that in the con at a congressional well, level, a too. That'd I just came back from the, the National Council of, of State Legislatures, where I addressed them to, to really have a bottoms-up approach to have them push this. And, and I what's, the what's the reaction well, to that? If, if you're the party that's in power, whether you Republican don't, you don't or Democrat in that state, yeah. you're not going to do it, yeah. you, because you have control over that. But you're asking me about that dysfunctionality. Unless we have fair elections, we're not going to fix this. And it's just something it's, who's, we've seen out here in California. It doesn't solve all the problems, but, but it's, it helps. The, it's the right thing to do. Congratulations. And I think we should be working on that. Okay. And that will help some of the dysfunctionality. Yes. And what else will help? What else will, will help the dysfunction? I think better leadership on all around. I'm not complaining about either my leadership or the re or the or the leadership on the Republican side but we we uh, we have been on this path towards partisanship for so long uh, we we miss a person like uh, even though sometimes people disagreed with it someone who would come out of the Congress like a Lyndon B Johnson yeah. who really was able to work with Ev Dirksen and had such close relationships that uh, they knew how to get things done yeah. and now with this and I will tell you it's gonna it's gonna continue with a tremendous Tremendous turnover that's happening. People are getting discouraged, and so people. We don't have people who've had a long history of working together, and that's what. I, that's a what former congressman who I asked the same question to, who was on the show, said uh, another reason was the fact that legislators feel they have to go home on weekends, otherwise right. they'll be accused of going Washington on us. And that deprives legislators of the opportunity to get to know one another better with little league softball games with their kids on weekends where they can relate as people. Uh, is there any, you're a psychologist, any truth to that? Absolutely. I, I, I believe that uh, while when we talk about what happens in Washington, maybe five, maybe 10% of the issues are, are really truly partisan issues. But 80 to 90% of the issues that we deal with, there's a way that both parties can find agreement. Mm -hmm. And I think that much of that is based upon rela uh, relationships. Absolutely. And the more difficult it is, look, I, I leave Long Beach. Uh, either early Monday morning for a 6.30 uh, session Monday night, and then as soon as that session is over on Thursday night, uh, I fly back to the district. And so you don't, I don't have time to develop yeah. those relationships. So and the relationships that you tend to develop tend to be with your own party. Sure. And I think that, too, is, is a real problem. Okay, we'll be continuing this fascinating discussion after we pause for these messages. Phone. He said, Dad, Daddy, when, when you, you come, come home, home, he 
said the first thing that came to his mind. I'm already there. I'm already there. Take a look around. I'm the sunshine in your hair. I'm the shadow on the ground. I'm the whisper in the wind. I'm your imaginary friend. And I know. Pass it on. A message from the Foundation for a Better Life. Body language can tell you all sorts of things. Like someone is having a stroke. Know the sudden signs. Learn fast. Face drooping, arm weakness, speech difficulty. Time to call 911 and get them to a hospital immediately. Learn the body language and spot a stroke fast. Continue a conversation with U.S. Congressman Alan Lowenthal. Alan, what were some of the top issues you had to deal with uh, in the last two years? Well, there's the. I think that the the most difficult issue. Uh, for me was the uh, lack of real movement on comprehensive immigration reform. I think that has been a very, very difficult issue. You know, uh, uh, we have 11 and a half million people in this country who have, it's time to have some kind of status to figure out. We have uh, large numbers of people that want to enter the country and we do not have really, we have not really looked at at, at what kinds of immigration data we would like to have in the future. We have families that are not unified, that, are, that have been waiting years and years. But you know, the federal government has an obligation to secure our borders. Yes, it does. It's a primary obligation. Yes, it is. And they've really failed in that effort. No, they haven't. And, and we have a state like I Texas. I don't agree with Okay, that. let me just finish and then give you a chance to respond. We have a state like Texas and its governor, Governor Perry, who's saying the federal government is not doing its job. I'm calling up the National Guard. I'm calling up the Highway Patrol. We're going to def uh, try okay. and defend our borders. Let, let, and that seems to be not unreasonable to uh, but, that, it, but that's all political uh, uh, position, uh, pro positioning and posturing. That is not the reality. Let's look at the reality. Uh, we have always had, historically, an open border between the United States and Canada and Mexico. It is only with the large amount of undocumented people that are coming off that we realize that we have to protect our borders. Not, to, not to mention 9-11. That's right. And so if we look issue. at the number of people that crossed our border illegally un, without documentation, uh, about 10 years ago, we were averaging about 1.5, 1.6 million people crossing. We are now at below 400,000. So to say that our borders are worse, they are not worse. We, the most recent example of border issues uh, have to do with what took place with uh, unaccompanied minors. But that was not a failure in the border because every one of those thousands of youngsters that came across the border did not try to sneak across the border. They went to uh, federal officials at the border and said, 
I am trying it's to get It's tragic. It is it's tragic. tragic. So the problem is not, and, and there are some problems on the border, is not the overwhelming problem. We have sunk, this Congress and the last Congress have spent more money on, in terms of border security than we've ever done before. How come before. we can't get closure and Because you're never going to have a border of thousands of miles and no, no, no one no, crossing. No, not closure of the border, closure of the solution. We, Congress has been looking at this for years and years, and we can't get some consensus. Well, I think we're moving in the right direction. I think that what you saw was the, uh, the United States Senate, in a bipartisan way, Republicans and Democrats, uh, overwhelmingly passed a, an, a comprehensive that included increased border security, but it also dealt with all the other issues. Uh, the Republicans in the, uh, in the House of Representatives were split. Uh, some just wanted to focus on a piecemeal approach and a step and where the Democrats wanted a more comprehensive. It's an honest difference. Mm -hmm. the many of the California delegation Republicans supported a comprehensive approach. They were when, so, for example, Mr. Valadeo or Mr. Denham from the Central Valley, large Latino populations, are strong and Republicans are strong advocates. And you of personally believe we and need I personally believe we need reform. comprehensive. Yeah. I the, I think part of the issue has to do with the fact that uh, we in California, who who now live in a large multicultural society, understand the benefits and some of the problems of it. Some parts of the country, this is still new to them, and so they're trying to struggle with what's. The but I just answer. think people who are waiting in line, who have applied to become citizens. So many people want to come to America. Those that are doing it the legal way uh, are being brushed aside by those that are coming in illegally. No, the ones that are even doing it legally are being brushed aside, and the ones that are coming in illegally not getting are being brushed aside. No, we have to deal with all of these issues. Everybody is getting a poor deal okay. on this issue. Okay, we'll be continuing this great discussion with our congressman after these messages. discovertheforest.org to find a forest near you. Scissors. And to follow the swimming rules, you tell me to stay away from drugs. 
to always buckle my seatbelt. So why do you keep a loaded gun in your drawer? How safe is that? You ask them to follow some safety rules, now they're asking you. In fact, they're counting on you. Never let your gun get into the wrong hands. Remember, always lock it up. Visit ncpc.org. We're back with Congressman Alan Lowenthal. Alan, I wanted to ask you on, about Obamacare. Yes. This was 4,700 pages of legislation, yes. which nobody read uh, before it was passed. And some feel that uh, passing a major piece of legislation strictly on partisan lines without one Republican vote was overstepping. Uh, we've had some experience now for a year or two. How is it working or not working? Well, um, the passage of the Affordable Care Act occurred before I was there, so I don't know all the, the ins and outs about how that happened. And it, it obvious it did take place in the um, what was called the lame duck session after the election, and where the Democrats were going to lose control of the House, and so they passed it at that time. I I think the 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 main issue around the Affordable Care Act has been that it was an act in, uh, that, that had, and, and I think there's agreement on many, on both sides, that you know, people should not lose their health insurance because of pre-existing condition, whether you're Republican or Democrat. They like that part of the bill. They like the part of the bill that uh, uh, you're going to Bottom line, do you think it was recovered. a good thing or a bad It thing? depends. What, the bill was done, what it is for California, for those states that uh, took it in and took the, the bill, which was designed to be uh, for each state to set up their own exchange, and if the state didn't set up an exchange, the federal government would set up the exchange. Those states that set up the exchange, like California, are doing very well, extremely well. Uh, we just met today with Kaiser Permanente, who's on the exchange. Their rates are going to be coming down on the exchange. People in California, more people are covered now in California than ever before. We're not having high rates, and so, and people kept their insurance, those that wanted. So in states that have exchanges, Kentucky, California, Massachusetts, it's working well. Those that had in a state in which the state did not want to do that uh, and went on the, the, the national exchange uh, and there was great resistance, there are real problems. Some of those problems had to do with the rollout on the, Nash, on, the, on the federal exchange. Some of it had to do with great resistance in the states. I can just tell you in California, Covered California has been a great success. And you're not worried about doctors leaving because they can't practice the way they want, they don't want the government control? We're talking about a private, we're talking about a market-based approach. We're talking about health insurance plans. That's what we're talking about. Okay. We're talk, that's what the Covered California so is. So had you been in Congress when it came up for a vote, you would have voted for Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's and I have not voted to, to repeal it. Yeah, well, you're not a Republican. Let's switch gears here for a second. Um, Alan, you were instrumental in getting $30 million from the military to help uh, build a, a STEM education building. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, one of the things I've learned uh, 
in representing the 47th Congressional District is the tremendous value of our uh, Joint Forces Training Base, which is just in Los Alamitos, just across the border from Long Beach, uh, which is really the place of where the citizen soldiers are. That's where the National Guard yes. and the Army Reserve and some of the other military, Army and Marines, but that's where they are usually deployed before they go off and yes. they come in. And one of the things that these soldiers do uh, voluntarily is uh, to s they have set up, with a little bit of money, they set up uh, programs for youngsters. They do it on their own time. They volunteer. These are for the kids paid. of are, the military? Kid, no, kids in the districts oh, around. The district. They'll come on the base and the base will provide both. And so to increase that program, to keep it working, I worked this year to make sure in the federal budget we put money in for STEM education to be, to be delivered at least a small part on military bases. Technology. Science, technology, science. And, and engineering, and mathematics. Uh, and Congratulations. It's, it's wonderful to see these kids on the base. Yeah. These are kids that, you know, uh, really relate to that, want to be, like the, like the discipline of That's being wonderful. on a base. Well, we can't do enough to honor and support our military. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right, Art. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. What do you think it would be like to teach? Chances are, you have no idea. Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, proving that greatness can be found in everyday places, and that you don't need to be famous to be unforgettable. That's what it's like to teach. A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him winning both the Daytona 500 and the Brickyard 400 in the same year? One in 195 million. The odds of the child being diagnosed with autism? One in 68. I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Looking for these? You drive buzzed, could be one very expensive ride. First, you gotta make bail. Then pay me to get your car back. Your insurance premiums will go through the roof. And my legal fees just keep adding up. All told, it could end up costing you $10,000. Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Cause nothing ever gonna make this world better If we don't start believing Love really, really, really is the answer Everybody join hands cause it's time now Spread the love, spread the love all over the world Spread it all over the world Continue our discussion with Congressman Alan Lowenthal. Alan, we just have a couple of minutes left, but just give us your sense of your experience in Washington. Are you happy, disappointed, uh, inspired, depressed? You're a psychologist. Uh, how would you articulate your reaction? Uh, 
It's a great honor to represent the people of the 47th Congressional District in Congress. I never thought that I would ever have this kind of, as, an, as you know, you and I were both academics at Cal State Long Beach. Uh, and so the opportunity to listen to people, to represent my district, uh, is, uh, is, is a great honor. Uh, on, on one hand, I am struck with the awesome responsibilities of being a member of Congress. Uh, uh, the weight of the world, literally, is on our shoulders. You know, we, we, what we do here in, in Washington, in, in California, in the rest of the nation, reverberates throughout the world. And so uh, that's a very positive thing. Uh, sometimes it's very frustrating, as we talked earlier, on the partisanship. Yeah. That I would like, I, you know, it's very interesting. I serve on two committees, Art, Natural Resources and Foreign Affairs. Foreign Affairs is conducted in a very bipartisan way, and I love Chairman Royce for doing that. Natural Resources is conducted in a very partisan way. I am obviously are going to fall on the side of wishing that we had more bipartisanship, and so. And you're training and instincts, I know, are to bring people together. Right, and we right. need more Alan Lowenthal Well, I don't, know, I don't know if we need more Alan Lowenthal's. I might have overstated it, right. but we need more people that want to bring us we, together. We, we need more people that are willing to understand and listen to the other side and understand that within this framework, within this debate, there is a common ground. Okay. And on that positive note, uh, we want to thank you so much for, again, joining us. Wish you continued success in your efforts in Washington. Thank you, Art. This is your 23rd year? Yes, we're starting our 23rd year. Well, congratulations. And it's been a wonderful experience being on the show almost every year. And I appreciate your inviting me. And uh, you, you provide a great service for our community. Thank you for that so much. And thank you for watching. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.